you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Quick slant touchdown brand. So easy, it was incredibly so. Touchdown, was that sweet? Was that sweet to Rob Gronkowski? Oh my, oh my. Wide open Cruz, catches it at the 30, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown Giants. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. Plenty of distance, and Sebastian Janikowski has made six field goals today. He's off to the races! Oh, hello! Goodbye, touchdown, Redskins! Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. NFL Fantasy Live, I'm Elliot Harrison, joined by NFL.com Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano. We got you covered for the next two hours, and I just got a dirty look from Fabs giving me the stink eye. We're, we're not even 10 seconds in. I've already gotten the stink eye. I haven't even said anything I, crazy yet. I don't know what you're talking about, man. And uh, Come on, anyway, we've got We've got fantasy news for you. We've got starts and sits. Going to have a special guest today, Matt Money Smith, the host of NFL Fantasy Live. And Matt Money Smith does like 500 other things. He does play-by-play for He's Stanford. He's a working man. He is a working man. He's got the radio show with Petros Papadakis. So Matt Money Smith will be joining us uh, in about 20 minutes, and uh, Fantasy Cantina makes a triumphant return. I think the Cantina is here to stay. I think it's here to stay. Yeah, um, I think it's here to stay. By the way, so you guys all out there know, Fabiano just clicked on a website he was clearly not supposed to click on, inappropriate content, because you got the dreaded NFL official. I spelled official. Twitter wrong. <laughs> I spelled Twitter wrong, and uh, yeah, I got a little pop-up. So Fab's... A lot of news to get to. I think VY starting is the biggest news. Well, the guy is thrown for, what, 658 yards in the last two games, three touchdowns. Seattle's weird, though, because at home they're typically a, a far tougher team, but then Rex Grossman shredded them last week. So I think VY is a low-end one, a guy that there's some risk with because you don't know what's going to happen. 
he's not a guy like an Eli Manning who he's going to put up good numbers week in and week out, and he's not a gigantic name like a Breeze or a Rodgers. But if you do have Vic on your team, and I don't know that he'll be back anytime soon. It's not sounding like I it. I don't know that the Eagles, I mean, for fantasy owners, I hope he comes back. But why? I, that's the question. That's what? the question. So Vince Young is a guy who's going to be picked up in a lot of leagues. Um, and another guy that's probably been picked up already, and if he hasn't been, you should definitely go out and grab him, is Roy Hallou, who Mike Shanahan has now twice this week confirmed as the starter. I don't know that that means that Evan Royster will start this week or not because Shanahanigans is Evan running Royster. rampant in our nation's capital, but Hallou had a heck of a game last week, and I know there's risk, but I play him as a flex this week. Well, let's chat these two guys real quick before we move on with the rest of our headlines. Uh, starting with Hallou. Halu had 108 yards rushing at Seattle last week. The thing that I like about Halu versus other running backs, even maybe a Ryan Terrain, is that he gets involved in the passing game. He caught seven balls last week. Mm-hmm. That's 38 catches on the season. And as you know, he hasn't been in the lineup the whole time. So to have 38 catches... Well, he had 14 in that one game. St- still, he's got 24 outside of that. Sure. With very few sh- uh, starts under his belt. In fact, Halu has only started two games. And to have that kind of production... I think Shanahan would be an idiot not to play him going forward. Well, He's been very productive. I don't know if we're going to call Shanahan an idiot, but he does not tend to make consistent decisions in that backfield. So remember when Hulu was Don the starter and then Roy, Ryan Terrain started? So you play him, but you play him at your own risk, basically, because of the, uh, as Adam Rank likes to call them, Shanahanigans. Well, technically, I said he would be an idiot if he didn't yeah. start him. But yeah. Halu, I like what I saw. I don't know if you guys out there caught his leap for his touchdown against the Seahawks, but that was awesome. Uh, back to Vince Young for a second. Vince Young, last week, 400 yards passing mm-hmm. against the Patriots. Now, granted, their secondary has been terrible, but... We were expecting Vince Young to get some of his fantasy points scrambling out of the pocket on the ground. He's getting it all through the air. Well, it's Andy Reid's offense. And Andy Reid, to uh, the disgust of fantasy owners who have LaShawn McCoy, did he have nine carries last week? Nine Was it nine? LaShawn McCoy. And actually, I mean, you've yeah. got to be kidding me. So Reid's going to throw it regardless. McCoy's clearly a must-start. But every time that guy gets 20-plus carries, the Eagles win. When he doesn't, typically they lose – and not only did the Eagles lose, but fantasy owners lose because how can you get a guy that talented, arguably the best offensive player on your team, right there with Vic, probably better than Vic, nine carry. That, that's it's it, asinine. It, it's unbelievable to me. And I should couch what I said on Vy. Vy only had five yards rushing against the Giants. He did have forty last week, but again, it was the four hundred yards and the touchdown where he got you most of your fantasy points. I have Vince Young on my bench in both leagues here at NFL Network. I'm not going to start him over Tony Romo versus the Cardinals. I can't do that. I'm pretty sure right now I'm starting him over Hasselbeck, though. Yeah, I I would start him over Hasselbeck, too. Hasselbeck's sort of been hit or miss, and it's been more miss ever since they lost Kenny Beer for the season. Uh, Moving on to a couple of running backs that we're not expecting to see this week is Adrian Peterson, so you're going to be rolling with Toby Gerhardt in all likelihood. There's a report out there that he's not playing. Darren McFadden. Oh, That that one's a killer. And I'll tell you, you you know what's going to – be it's basically like the Scrooge of fantasy football if this happens. If Darren McFadden comes back in like week 15 or week 16 and you're in your fantasy playoffs or in your championship week and Darren McFadden comes back and you've been riding Michael Bush and he completely squashes his value because Bush is a one now. With McFadden in the mix, he's a flex and he's an inconsistent flex at that. That would be like the Scrooge move 
in fantasy football. It, it would. He would absolutely ruin. It would be great if you have McFadden because you get him back in your lineup. But who's not to say that Hugh Jackson goes more of a committee? I think McFadden will still be more of a featured guy. But I, for me, I have McFadden in two leagues. I handcuffed him with Michael Bush. I don't want McFadden coming back this year because I don't want the headache. So would you play both in your lineup? Likely as a flex, I would play Michael Bush. Yes. I, I, well, I think you have to because Bush is going to get the goal line work regardless. And so what if he gets you 25 yards rushing but he gets a touchdown? Yep. Hey, 8.5 points in your flex is not that bad. Mm-hmm. The thing about McFadden, he has the ability that Bush doesn't of hitting the home run. And you throw a little screen pass out to McFadden, he can turn into an 85-yard gain. So if he does come back, you, you can't keep him out of your lineup. The problem you was, just can't. The problem is and has always been injuries with him. Yep. He has mo he has more talent than more than half of the running backs in the National Football League. Far more. He can't stay healthy. This foot injury, it didn't even seem like it was a big deal when it initially happened. So what are we, four weeks later now and he's still not playing? So it, it's been it's been one of those situations where you drafted McFadden, you knew he was a risk-reward selection, and he rewarded you early. Now he's, uh, what, what do we like to say, kicking you in the fantasy junk? He's, he's, is that what it is? He, he absolutely is. A couple more injuries. Uh, well, another running back, LT. Uh, didn't practice. I know LT is kind of a low-end flex these days, but it's worth reporting, and it, and it also affects Joe McKnight's value. And another running back who didn't practice was Willis McGahee, and that's a big one because McGahee's found the fountain of youth in Denver. Uh, 23 carries last he's week. He's been phenomenal, but again, he's an older back. He's 30-31, so you have to always be careful of him when he pops up on the injury report. Make sure you keep tabs on his status throughout the week and over the weekend, and Maybe pick up Lance Ball if McGahee is forced to miss Thursday and Friday's workouts. Well, no, Sean's shut down. Done. He's so done you, for so the year. Lance so. Ball, exactly. Right. I, I think people would be shocked if they knew that Willis McGahee, through you know however many games, ten games, has seven hundred and seventy-five yards rushing. Yeah. Or actually, the eleven games, but he's played ten games, seven hundred and seventy-five yards rushing. He's going to have a thousand-yard season yeah. this season. Kevin, Willis, Kevin Smith also McGahee. didn't practice. So that's someone that I would think Maurice Morris is probably going to start. And you pick him up and you play him as a flex in a deeper league, but don't expect much. Don't expect much. Uh, tough, tough uh, matchup coming up. The Saints actually are not terrible against the run. So Morris maybe helps you out of the backfield as a receiver. The problem, though, is that when he's in there, you have also going to get a little Keelan Williams sprinkled in. So it's far less of an option than Kevin Smith, who... Before he got hurt against the Packers, was he's tearing it up, tearing it up, and he and he tore it up the week before. So Kevin Smith is definitely somebody you want to have in your lineup. You you talked about Run DMC there in Oakland and the conundrum you have if you handcuffed him with Michael Bush. I tell you, to a lesser extent, what if you're one of those people who you drafted Miles Austin pretty high, mm-hmm. he got hurt, you went to the waiver wire and picked up Laron Robinson as basically a wide receiver handcuff. You're going to have a decision to make because LaRon Robinson, there's no way he's going to see the targets he's been seeing. I know he's been a big producer of Fabs. He's not going to see those targets if Austin's back in the lineup because you're not going to sit Dez. And unfortunately, most trade deadlines have passed, so you can't sell high on LaRon Robinson at this point. But there's no way he continues to have this much success. I, I'm not saying he can't be a three in fantasy, but Miles Austin comes back. That's going to put a huge dent into his effectiveness. And speaking of wide receivers, Victory Cruz on the injury report didn't practice today with a hip ailment, so we're going to have to keep tabs on him. Hopefully, he's fine. I don't think that it's serious. And you want to talk about a guy who's been 
one of the top three or four pickups off the waiver wire. It's been amazing. He's been great. He has surpassed Hakeem Nix as the best fantasy receiver on that team, and he wasn't even drafted in most leagues. He won your fantasy uh, game the other night. I know. Well, I That was insane. Jimmy Graham giveth and Jimmy Graham taketh away. I was in one of my leagues at an 18-point lead. My opponent had Jimmy Graham. I ended up losing its PPR league. And then I had Graham in another league and won because of his help. And he's been he's been phenomenal. He has been absolutely phenomenal. He was a sleeper on NFL.com in the preseason, and he's more than met expectations. He's exceeded them without question. We had a discussion on NFL Fantasy Live today on NFL Network that about Hakeem Nix versus Victor Cruz. And most of you guys took Cruz. I stuck with Nix. It, it's a tough one because I still, just watching the Saints game, Nix is still the number one option in that offense. The problem is is that Victor Cruz gets one-on-one coverage all the time. Right. And until a defense says, okay, we've seen enough of this, we have to stop this guy, then you can make the argument that Cruz is the, is the better fantasy player. He's not the better reality player. Right. But as long as Hakeem Nix sees a safety over the top and Victor Cruz doesn't, you can make the argument he's definitely the better fantasy player. And Eli has a great rapport with him and a lot of confidence in him, and that's big. And he gets, he gets the deep balls. That's the thing with Victor Cruz, too. These aren't a bunch of five-yard outs and none-yard ends he's catching. Can you go a show without saying none-yard outs or none-yard ins? That's the first time. Or bubble I, screens. First time I ever said none-yard in. I, Stop I, it. I, I changed it you up. You love that, man. On myself. That's we, your deal. Did we get to all of our news headlines? I think so. Well, we didn't talk T.J. Yates. What is there to say about T.J. Yates? All the, uh, other than that he is really making it difficult for people to start Andre Johnson. Well, I... I think that Owen Daniels is a guy that's certainly owned in the majority of leagues out there. And not putting up good numbers. And, and not putting up good numbers. If you're an Owen Daniels owner, are you absolutely sitting him this week against the Falcons? The Falcons have a good defense when it comes to stopping tight ends. I'd rather have Brent Selleck this week. Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, it's not even, a, not even a comparison. I would sit Owen Daniels. The other problem is you never know, never know when Joel Dreesen is going to catch a touchdown right. and cannibalize your production from Daniels. So with Yates, if you've got Owen Daniels out there, go to the waiver wire, see see who's sitting there. If Brent Selleck is somehow available, absolutely pounce all over him. But Owen Daniels, but what about Andre, what about Andre Johnson? I, Andre Johnson, bad fantasy game last week. He's got Yates, who's a rookie, throwing I, him. The I can't football. sit him. That's why I threw Owen Daniels out if there because I could sit Owen Daniels. Here's the guys I would play ahead of Andre Johnson this week that aren't no brainers. You're right. Victor Cruz, I mean Brandon Marshall, Jordy Nelson, both the Cowboys wide receivers, Vincent Jackson, Colston, Brandon Lloyd, Antonio Brown, guys like that, I would play over AJ. Deshaun Jackson, I'd probably play him over AJ because of uh, the fact that Macklin's not going to play. I'd Dwayne Bowe's close. Dwayne Bowe's. I wouldn't play Dwayne Bowe over him. If I Orton's do the it. quarterback, I, I think about it. Otherwise, uh, I go with AJ, but. Tyler Palco, he's terrible. I think T.J. Yates might be actually better than him. Tyler Palco has got the weirdest noodle arm throwing motion I've ever seen. It looks like he's trying to throw a curveball. You know, he sure he speaks highly of your work, Tyler I'm sure, Palco I'm does. Sure, I'm sure he doesn't. But that situation in Houston, when you have held on to Andre Johnson this long, it's been several weeks, to have him lose Schaub, Leinert comes in there, okay, downgrade. Now you go from Leinert, to Yates. And I'm not saying TJ Yates can't be a good quarterback. We've seen plenty of rookie quarterbacks putting up really good numbers this year. But the downgrade from Schaub to Yates, it's kind of like the downgrade from Megan Fox <laughs> to Roseanne Kathy Barr. Bates. Kathy Bates. Or Did if you're a wrestling fan. Um, Do you ever see About Schmidt? No. 
Kathy Bates, the whole hot tub scene, that was very... The fact that you watched Kathy Bates in the hot tub scene is really disturbing. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. Speaking of T.J. Yates, uh, he went to North Carolina, and there's been a caller who's been waiting on the line. He was waiting last hour. Brandon from North Carolina has a lineup question. We want to take Brandon out. Brandon, thanks so much for your patience. What's going on, man? Uh, Not a whole... Got a question here for you guys. Um, <clears throat> what I've been looking at this week is uh, I've been throwing it up between Stephen Jackson and Laurent Robinson uh, with the possibility of Miles Austin coming back. I kind of didn't know what to really do there. Uh, if Laurent Robinson, uh, I'd have to start him over Jackson. I'd have to. I mean, the 49ers give up nothing. Nothing. Robinson has seven touchdowns in his last five games. Miles Austin wasn't able to practice today. And honestly, even if he's active, I don't know how uh, how much action he's going to see, how many snaps he'll see. He could potentially be very limited if he's active at all. Listen, Steven Jackson has scored, what, a combined 14 fantasy points over the last two games, and LeRon Robinson is scoring touchdowns like they're going out of style. I'm rolling with uh, I'm rolling with LR in this one. i, I got to agree with you. LeRon Robinson, look, until it's proven otherwise, you have to play him. And you don't know what's going to happen with Miles Austin. And, I, you know, hamstring injuries, they're just – they're like plantar fasciitis. They are. Anytime you got to you sneak see, your team name in there again. No, no I, I didn't say plantar smashitis, but plantar fasciitis and hamstring injuries are the worst because you never know when a guy's going to come back full speed. You always hate. You almost want the Cowboys to be so cautious that they sit Austin down longer, don't you? Because you don't want him to. They come don't back. need to rush him back. They don't. They that don't. offense has been fine. They they've won four straight. And Romo has a great rapport with LaRon Robinson, and uh, it's sort of like the same situation with Darren McFadden. If you have Michael Bush and you've been riding him for the last four weeks, you want McFadden to stay out as long as possible? Well, if Robinson's on your team, you want the same thing with Miles Austin. Well, and from a reality standpoint, you're the Raiders. You're in first place. You're trying to win the AFC West. You're doing fine with Michael Bush in the lineup. What's the point of rushing back McFadden? Right. If you give him an extra week, then you're going to have a true, healthy, two-headed monster in the playoffs. Yep. A yep. better running back situation than pretty much any team in the league has. So yep. you'd hate to see the Cowboys do that with Austin. We do have Matt Money-Smith coming up after the break. We're going to talk. Got an interesting conversation on the docket today. Christmas movies that Michael Fabiano swears aren't really Christmas movies, but well, it's just we not say me. are. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, and neither is Rocky Four, and neither is Lethal Weapon. They're not Christmas movies. They're movies that were set during Christmas time. But that makes them no a it Christmas doesn't. movie. It does not. It does not. <laughs> we'll get to that after the break. Again, Matt Money Smith from NFL Fantasy Live. We're going to talk a little Die Hard. I know you love Die Hard, though. Come on, man. Die Hard Tony Plaza so is like ten minutes from here. Not even ten minutes. Yeah. Not even ten minutes. Yeah. So Die Hard, we'll have Die Hard 2 chat and how cheesy it was. I don't care what you say. And uh, definitely have to get into Rudolph versus the other Christmas specials, by the way. We have to at some point. And uh, remember, remember to, right, our producer Dylan Miller, Die Hard is an action movie set in the late December time period. That's all it is. It's not a Christmas movie. And we'll also have the Fantasy Cantina, as we said. Fantasy Cantina, good stuff. And we'll have, we'll have you guys calling in with questions. We'll be talking to Dylan uh, and Mike Endelher, who helps us out on the uh, on the NFL Network slash NFL dot com campus in our lovely new, new podcast plush. studio that doesn't smell like Damashek's stinking chicken yeah. this week. Still got that new studio. Smell. Is this a bad time to mention Hendel's freaking mini truck mustache he's got going on? 
It's not, you, not as bad as Chris Law's porno mustache that uh, he had that is, a couple weeks that, ago. That uh, NFL Fantasy Liar producer, Chris Law. The guy who talks like this. Wait, NFL Fantasy Liar would be right back. Call in, man. We want to help you with your lineups, starts, sits. Hang with us. NFL Fantasy Live. Back in a sec. You don't work for Nakatomi. And if you're not one of them. I'm a cop from New York. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Better be call your pants down, huh? Now back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. NFL Fantasy Live, and you just heard the voice of one of the best movie villains of all time. Agreed? No. Come no. on. Nah. Eh. Necktie, can you can you no. hammer in here on this? Is he not one of the best movie eh. villains of all time? Please? Eh. Anyone? Of, of all time. Eh. Of all time is pretty yeah. pretty strong. Yeah, it is. I mean. Darth Vader. All to- Darth Vader. Exactly. Uh, Who would you put ahead of him? Give me a clear. Oh, on the spot. Um, Ivan Drago. I can't even think of his name now. Uh, the. Uh, Villain in Die Hard. I did. Um, name escapes me now. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Yeah. Thank you, Hans Gruber. It's a, not not one of. I kept wanting to say Paul. Gr- I kept wanting to say Paul Gruber. He was a left tackle for the Buccaneers in the nineties. Well, Lex Lex Luthor. There you Lex go. Lex Luther has more of an that's evil right. genius Gene behind Hacken. him than, I like than just. Uh, I like that. Than Hans Gruber. Yeah, that's right. better. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you. But notice how? How about Zod from Superman Two? I like him better too. I just don't. What think about Khan? Con, con, see, now you're talking. I take con over all those guys. So back to fantasy football here. We just saw a report that Sidney Rice has been placed on injured reserve. Wow. That's no shock. Sidney Rice has made a paper. You know, well, this is the thing that you worry about with him, injuries. And again, I said this in the preseason. When a wide receiver signs with the Seahawks, he goes there to die, at least from his statistical perspective. And Sidney Rice has gone there to well, Ben Obamanu now all of a sudden has some value in deep leagues. You pick him up because he's going to be starting. Great. He can catch dirt balls from Tavares Jackson. That's fantastic. And score 2.3 fantasy so points. Do we have hey, our man on yeah, here? Yeah, we, we got Matt Money Smith on the line, our host on NFL Fantasy Live on NFL.com, NFL Network. Money calls play by play for the Stanford Cardinal. He fills in for Jim Rome. He's a big part of his church group. Uh, <laughs> he's a he's a father of three girls, and he does not like Tim Tebow. And he has a radio flyer uh, red wagon that I've been using a lot on, and, and, and probably the the best voice in radio. Absolutely, Matt Money Smith, Die Hard Christmas movie or no? No, you guys are going to gang up on me, Dylan. You got to help no, me out. No, I'm this. not going to gang up on you, Fabs. It's it, not a here, Christmas movie. Well, here's what I'll say: Does it? And, and look, you know, you mentioned the church going part of my persona. Elliot, thank you for that. <laughs> um, it, it does it put you in the Christmas spirit? And no. When it comes to movies like Die Hard, I think of Christmas time blockbusters. That it is, you know, you have your summer blockbuster, and then the other part of the movie release season is Christmas. And it's funny because all of these major releases end up having a slight Christmas theme to them, you know, as a backdrop, or whether it's music playing throughout. So, for, you know, I think there's, I think there's a connection there. Whether it's a strong one like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or or It's a Wonderful Life, yeah, not quite like that. You know, if you were to say, "Hey, what's your favorite Christmas movie?" I don't think anyone's saying Die Hard, but you can kind of put it into a category of movies that take place during Christmas and are released at Christmas, and therefore kind of make you think that oh, no, yeah, it's it Christmas does time. not. That does not make me think of Christmas at all. It just makes me think of explosions and you know 
uh, you Bruce don't think, Willis. You don't think of the company Christmas party at all, Fabs. Ah, that's Come not on. a Christmas movie. I mean, I don't know. One of the well, great scenes in that movie is Booby, Hans, Booby. <laughs> the negotiation well, gone horribly wrong. Our, our producer, Necktie Milner, has a strong opinion on this. Money, I, I know that we talked about this in our earlier uh, television taping of NFL Fantasy Live, but I have to set the record straight. A Christmas movie should be a movie where the family can gather around and drink eggnog and open presents with grandparents, parents, little children. You cannot watch Die Hard with little children. Well, Correct. Okay, are you a parent? I'm not yet. Well, all right then. You'll have to cross that bridge. I'm a parent of three. I think I'm How, the only parent on this so, show. So at what, at what, I mean, it's a whole other conversation, but at what age would you start, it's a rhetorical question, but at what age would you start letting your kids watch Die Hard? Well, it's not and a rhetorical if, question. I'll answer it. Oh, what's the answer? It, the answer is whenever you're comfortable with on-screen violence. <laughs> well, would you? How, how and how old? How old would you allow your kids to be to watch uh, I, Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah, the answer I, is as soon as they can walk or watch TV or anything. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. No, it's I not. would I would disagree. I think there's a connection that can be made. Well, guys, to to bring this back to fantasy, the yeah. greatest the greatest Christmas movie quote of all time is uh, Chevy Chase introducing Randy Quaid, my cousin. Whose heart is bigger than his brain. I appreciate that, Clark. I appreciate that, Clark. Sidney Rice, uh, out for the season. Mean anything to you, Money? That's what it's, it's exactly what Fab said. I mean, when is the last time you felt good about drafting a wide receiver in Seattle? Bobby Ingram? I mean, I'm just, I was going to go back to Steve Largent, but I'm just trying to think if, if Bobby Ingram had a thousand yard season and put up respectable fantasy numbers. I think he did. It just doesn't happen. I don't know what it is about that city. You know, you had decent quarterbacks there, like Matt Hasselbeck, but are you ever excited about receivers in that in the 206? No. And you're definitely, again, Ben Obamamanu now has some value. Doug Baldwin, I think maybe he's probably the one now he's in that offense. Money he's banged what, up, though, isn't he? Uh, he's going to be inconsistent regardless, but yeah. I think he's worth picking up if you need wide receivers because of opportunity. Uh, if if nothing else, money. Let's talk about your beloved Chicago Bears. Yeah, and the value of Caleb Haney. Now, Caleb Haney is not going to strike fear into the hearts of defensive coordinators, but he did score a pretty good amount of fantasy points last week, despite the fact that he threw what three interceptions. Yep, they're playing the Chiefs this week. Is Caleb Haney someone that if you needed a quarterback desperately or started two quarterbacks? that you would pick up and play this weekend? I would. With, with Kansas City, the, the one thing I'd, I would combat, though, is, you know, Mike Martz, the, the mad genius, I, I, he went into that game to prove that he could win a contest with Caleb Haney. It was a bad game plan. You know, Marion Barber was gashing the Raiders for nearly seven yards a carry. Matt Forte was ripping them off at five yards per carry. So by no means were they slowing down the Bear running game, but they ran the ball 22 times. Mm-hmm. You know, and Caleb Haney threw it 37. I mean, it's second and one on the Raiders' seven, and that, that interception, one of the three that's returned all the way to the Oakland 12. Uh, and by the way, if you want to see a remarkable play, look at Lance Lewis on that play, offensive lineman that chases. You bet. I mean, that is a remarkable play to prevent Terrible call on the horse collar tackle, too. Absolutely. That was not a horse collar. Absolutely. But that, that's, that's Mike Martz. And what will happen, the one, the, and, and the reason I bring it up, Fabs, is because the one thing that will happen is Martz is going to get put into check. And Lovey's going to say, hey, look, you, you know, Haney did great. 
yeah, he made a couple mistakes. That 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 third interception's on you, Marts. It was a stupid call that tight end screen, and they're going to run the ball against Kansas City. So I think you'll see those numbers come down. But look, Caleb Haney, and this is your favorite thing, Fabs. He can get you rushing yards. He yep. likes to use his legs. I mean, he had 50 rushing yards yep. in that game against Oakland. That is a boatload for a quarterback in fantasy. Uh. Willis McGahee did not miss practice because of an ankle. It was because of an illness we just found out, so he should be fine this week. But sticking with the Broncos and money, you and I have been fighting about this all year, and I'm feeling a little frisky right now. I want to have a little Tim Tebow conversation. Yeah, it's I been a know. one-sided fight. I, I want to – listen, i, I got to break you, us in like a minute. Are, you, I, there's are, no are way. you sold on him yet? I mean, maybe not as an NFL quarterback – but he is four and one or five and one. Five and one. But as a fantasy quarterback, are you sold on him yet, or are you just all out? I can't stand Tim Tebow, and I'll never play him. I don't care what he does. No, we'll understand. I, I, please understand. I love the story of Tim Tebow. I think it's fascinating. I think it's compelling because no one can figure it out. You know, it's just it doesn't it doesn't make sense when you look at his quarterback rating for the first three quarters, his production for the first three quarters, and then what he ends up with. You know, in a five and one record. And, you know, fantasy numbers that are averaging close to 19 points per game, you, you, you know, you just have to close your eyes and go into it with, you know, I mean, it, gosh, I hate to do this, and this probably isn't going to go over well, but who cares? It's, <laughs> it's like religion, you know? It's, it's like religion and the, the idea of faith versus logic. You either close your eyes and you accept it, or you dissect, you know, numbers and trends, and you say, this, this end result's not possible. I can't bring myself to this conclusion by being presented with the information I'm presented with. So that's what Tebow is. You go in with blind faith and say, hey, the Bears' defense is good. They play quarterbacks well. Uh, you don't run the ball well against them, but I'm going to play Tim Tebow in the first round of my postseason, you know, and, and damned if I win, damned if I don't. That's what I'm gonna do. I can't do that. I just I, I can't process the information given to me and say Tim Tebow is a viable option for me in the postseason. Well, money, do you have a producer nipping at your heels? I do. You do? Oh, you it's, mean right now? No, yeah, because we got to take a break. Can you hang out with us for a couple more minutes? Oh, absolutely. When you say producer, I thought you were talking about necktie behind the glass there. Well, like screaming at me to stop talking or something. With it, well, that that was happening, too. We were all mentally saying that. But, you know, I do that to you every show. I just You're not here for me to punch you in the ribs to get of you to stop. I can hang out. Awesome. I'm going to ask you a little bit about some fancy advice. Money was spending some good fancy yarn today on NFL Network. Uh, we've got a break right now. Come back with us. We're going to take your calls. Money's going to give us a little fantasy advice, and we're going to get more into this Christmas movie discussion. But for now, it's your fantasy fix. NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210 XM 87. We're on the line with Matt Money-Smith. Play-by-play voice of Dial Global calls college football, calls NFL football. He's got Bearish Broncos coming up. Uh, and when he was younger and he had a beard, he looked like Carson Palmer. <laughs> My younger days, all the way back when I was like 33. <laughs> Now wait a minute! Did I did I just completely screw that up, money? Are you doing Broncos Vikings or Broncos Bears? I'm doing Broncos Bears. So okay, because Broncos week. Vikings is this week. You're yeah, off this week. I'm, you know, I'm not the the voice of any one program or team. I do the national game of the week for some college. Oh, you're the voice of NFL Fantasy Live. Yeah, come on. But let's there get to the go. let's get to the important stuff. Your color analyst on the on the broadcaster is Tony Hill. Tony Hill and Curtis Conway. Yeah. Can't beat those guys. Curtis Conway, super is nice Curtis guy. Actually, decided to wear number eighty because he was such a big fan of Tony Hill. Hmm. And as a kid, you know, that grew up rooting for the Bears, it was pretty cool for me to be able to work with Curtis. 
and then to be able to do the first game after having done them with Tony, uh, to have Curtis come to the lobby and be like, hey, man, I'm freaking out. I'm about to meet Tony Hill. You don't understand. This is unreal. It was just kind of funny to hear a guy that was a 1,000-yard receiver in the in the NFL, like starting to get a little nervous that he was about to re, you know meet his hero, Dialady from was, the, the, his numbersake uh, from the from the Cowboys. I was just about to say Curtis Conway had tremendous fantasy value in the mid nineties. He and Eric Kramer, I believe in ninety five, both had killer seasons. And then Marcus Robinson was a stud there yep. for Remember a year that was or two. The that Jeff Graham had a thousand yards as well. Uh, yeah, uh, one of one of very few Bears receivers to ever have a thousand yards. Yep. Uh, not very many of them. There may not be what five or six total ever. On Fantasy Live today, we we know we gave out some fantasy tips uh, for teams that are going to be in the playoffs. If you're a fantasy owner out there that's going to be in a playoff or you're fighting for playoffs, money. Can you share a little bit of your economics fantasy tips? Yeah, I I, I went uh, economics and, and talked sunk cost versus opportunity cost. And if you follow the world of of econ. You kind of know what that is, and, and the idea is that you, you sink so much in. And, and for poker players, it's pot committed. It's the same idea. Is you, know, you, you put so much into something, and for fantasy, that means you've drafted them high, that you just continue to play them over and over and over, despite their lack of production. Well, as long as you're riding them week in and week out, they're costing you points. And the opposite of sunk cost is opportunity cost, which is the cost you've given up by continuing to follow that sunk cost. So guys on the waiver wire that perhaps you've ignored, dudes on your bench that are out producing, your Chris Johnsons, you know, your Sidney Rices, whoever it might be, because you feel as though you have to play them because they were drafted so high. Well, you know what? The playoffs are here, and it's, it's enough. You know, 12 weeks, 13 weeks, enough. You know what's what, who's who, and you can't continue to play guys just because you drafted them in the first or second round. If Steven Jackson isn't working, move on. Play Willis McGahee. You know, I mean, play Reggie Bush, whatever it might be. Though that that's your move, and you just you know, it's so imperative that you do it in the postseason because you know you can't afford any slip up. You know, and Michael, we've talked about this before. Playoffs is so much luck, so you have to try to eliminate as much of the uncertainty as possible. All right, money. So let's talk about Andre Johnson then. Uh, Andre Johnson fit into this conversation. Yeah. Is it a guy that you don't play this week? I don't. Uh, you know, we were asked that on the on the show today in the McRanklin group. I do not play Andre Johnson this week. There's too much. There's too many unknowns. A hamstring injury, second game back, rookie quarterback. You know, team that's great against the run, which means they're going to be able to pin their ears back and attack Yates and blitz the heck out of them. I just I don't see Andre Johnson being able to do what he's capable of doing. Uh, based on the the parameters that the Falcons defense presents. Okay, so going we're going the other side of that coin. So Andre Johnson was a high pick, obviously a fantasy stud. So the idea of stockpiling an Andy Dalton on your bench this week while he plays the Steelers and not playing him, but keeping him for your fantasy playoffs when he faces the Cardinals and Rams. How do you feel about that? Love it. Uh, it's a great idea. You know, I mean, that's a great matchup. Look, we've seen what what have we seen Andy Dalton do? I mean, he's putting up, you know, his numbers. Are are comparable to Philip Rivers, you know he he that that's the category he's in. And Philip's had a bad year, but that's just kind of put it in perspective. That that's a, that's a perfect example, actually, Elliot. So you draft Philip Rivers in the third round or the fourth round. Andy Dalton, you picked up off the waiver wire. You know, well, are you really going to play Philip Rivers? You know, versus let's just say this week the Jaguars because he's Philip Rivers. Bad idea. You know, fourth pass. You look what quarterbacks have done against the Jags. Nothing. 
You know, and, and yet Andy Dalton, and this is a bad week, but like you said, in your semifinal, in your Super Bowl, you've got the Rams in Arizona. That is a great play and a much better play than Phillip Rivers would present you. Money, let's talk about Matt Moore now. He doesn't get a lot of love in fantasy circles, but this is a kid who's actually put up some numbers since taking over as a starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. And if you look at his schedule over the next several weeks, including the fantasy postseason, he has got some tasty matchups. Matt Moore, someone you have enough confidence in to play right now when everything's on the line? Well, there's a real-world application here, and that's, yeah, he's my starter. You know, I had Matt Schaub, and after the bye week, I did not take, uh, I didn't pick up a quarterback. Um, and Matt Moore, you know, when he went down, I went to the waiver wire. First guy I found was Matt Moore, and I've been riding him ever since. And, and look, I'm 2-1 and one with him as my starter. And, and looking at the matchups, Oakland this week, Philly, and then, you know, in the postseason at Buffalo and New England, I'm totally comfortable. I will ride Matt Moore out. I am, you know, I tried to make a trade for Matt Stafford. I tried to, you know, move a car. I have an extra running back, and it just didn't work out. And at this point, because of the schedule, and he's proven enough to me since he took that job, you know, and, and put up some pretty good numbers against the Giants, that I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm good with that matchup. So, Fabs and I were talking uh, before you came on about the uh, run DMC situation, Darren McFadden. We don't know when he's going to be back, but let's just play with it for a second. Let's pretend he's back when they play Green Bay, December 11th. Uh, if you've got Michael Bush, you handcuffed McFadden, do you play both of them that week? Oh, man, that's a good question. My only fear there, well, a lot of it's weather permitting. You know, but see, Carson's comfortable in the cold. I mean, he played in Cincinnati, and and Hugh, you know, Hugh has shown that he's totally comfortable slinging the ball around. That's a tough one. Do you end up playing them both against Green Bay? I would say no. I would say no, just because I think Green, you know, Green Bay's defense is underrated. I know that they're that they're one of the lower rated teams in, in fantasy, but. I just I get the sense that that's a team you can fall behind by two, three touchdowns, and next thing you know, the Raiders are trying to win a division, and they're trying to get back into that game, and that means they're going to have to sling the ball around. That'd be my one fear of playing them both. There's too much uncertainty there. I certainly would play one or the other. Money, what's the cliff, in your opinion, on Steven Jackson? Which running backs would you start clearly over him this week playing the Niners, and which running backs would you say, you know, I'm going to stick with Jackson and, and, uh, and roll the dice? Wow. That's well, you know. I mean, just going back to our conversation, you know, from today, from the from the TV show, I'd start both Panthers, mm-hmm. you know, against Tampa. Obviously, I'd start Legarrette Blunt. I I certainly wouldn't go Ben Tate over him just because of how good that Atlanta run defense is. Um, I think Beanie Wells. I would I would consider starting. Um. Beanie Wells is a tough play, I think. Though. It is a tough. I'd play. rather play him than Jackson, though. I'd I, rather I, play yeah, him than Jackson. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I think that's yep. kind of when you talk about the cliff. I, I'm I'm more comfortable with Beanie against Dallas than I am Stephen Jackson against Sam. I mean, it goes back to last week. What did What did Ray Rice get you? Yeah, you eight, and I were eight, talking about. I think that it was like end. I think it was eight or nine points okay. and, in and, a standard you know, you league. Remember, we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. You said, I have to. How do I not play him? It's Ray Rice. And, 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 and I totally understood that. But I said, I just I can't play anyone against San Francisco, let alone Steven Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I mean if, if I have a running back, you know, and, and I don't know what their schedule looks like. I can't remember. I think they're like AFC West. I think they have Pittsburgh, though, in there somewhere. Um, you know what? Here we go. I just pulled it up. So, yeah, Pittsburgh and Seattle, semifinal and Super Bowl in your fantasy league. 
you know, what a, what a mess. Yeah. If you have Marshawn Lynch and you're in the Super Bowl and you feel great about him, and he's got to go. Lynch is, it. yeah. He, Lynch, well, Lynch has got two tough matchups. Yes, he does. The yeah. last he's two on weeks team. of the fantasy postseason. That's yeah. why I want McFadden to come back. But, Money, we're going to have to break here in a second. Before I let you go, better Christmas movie that's not really a Christmas it's, movie, Die Hard or Rocky Four. Rocky Four is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it takes... Guys, it's a movie about America <laughs> against the USSR. It's a movie about Rocky hey, Balboa with a Christmas. small little Italian guy hey, beating Babs, up the big Russian. What? If being free in a capitalistic society isn't the best Christmas gift, you can just move your ass <laughs> around in Red Russia. Like, you got it. That's a Christmas movie to me. Oh, you I'd guys go, are so I, I would go die hard because I can... Well, no, you know what? No, I'll go Rocky Four. I think if both movies are on, you know, one channel below the other... I'm I'm probably watching Rocky Four ahead of Die Hard. I I would agree with that, but I would also say that neither one of them is a Christmas movie. Oh come on, Fab's getting in the Christmas spirit. I am man. in the Christmas spirit. I get in the Christmas spirit by watching a Christmas story, and it's a Wonderful Life and a Christmas Carol. Not Die Hard, where people are getting hey. shot and killed. Oh yeah, well how about this, Fab's? I get in the Christmas spirit by watching the Ten Commandments. How you like that? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Well, Money, we appreciate having you on. Matt Money-Smith, voice of NFL Fantasy Live on NFL Network, and also Dow Global Play-By-Play doing the Bears-Broncos. He's off this week. Sometimes you do college as well. Money, you work more than anybody. You write for, for FSN West. I mean, FoxSportsWest.com. I've got that old uh, afternoon radio show on Fox Sports Radio. Un, unbelievable. I'm sure you have a Twitter handle, too, that I'm not aware of because Petros I'm not on and Money, Twitter. no spaces. There you go. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. We and raising a heck of a That's family, right. a good American family with a red wagon. <laughs> and hopefully his three beautiful daughters will not think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Well, they're going to be watching it in about a week, fans. Oh, gosh. Hey, I'll see you Friday morning. <laughs> what a on, Christmas uh, show. Fancy All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. See you, yep, pal. Be good. Thanks, buddy. You guys hang on the phone lines. We're going to get into starts and sits. We'll take a couple callers. NFL Fantasy Live, back in a second. Now I have a machine gun. Oh. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. How serious. <laughs> That's awesome, Salman. I can't even say serious 210XM87. It's NFL not a Fantasy Christmas Live. movie. That's a great sound by though. Isn't that when he shot his brother and he opens the elevator? I, I don't know. I was too busy watching it, Scrooged, it, which is an actual Christmas movie. Man, you're you are a negative Nancy today. Can we take a phone caller? I want to take more than one. Please let's go, man. Somebody with a little more positive energy than you. Uh, let's see who we got here. I mean, we've got so many callers. We got Travis in Seattle. Needs wide receiver help. So do the Seahawks, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But uh, Travis, what's going on? How are we doing, fellas? What's Pretty up, good. Good, good. I got uh, I got problems at wideout. I thought I'd be. Pretty good for the playoffs. I'm still in first place, kind of just hanging around, but I'm not feeling great once my playoffs start here in two weeks. I got – I drive Walt Robinson, which I don't know if I'm going to feel good about it, to pick up C.J. Spiller just as a flyer because I got Miles Austin. I thought he'd be coming back. So I got Miles Austin, a hamstring, Andre Johnson, hamstring, mm. Julio Jones, hamstring, Yikes. Percy Harvin, and uh, Crabtree, and I really don't feel great about any of them. How many of those guys do you have to play this week? I just need two, but I don't feel and, good and about you, really one of them. Is LaRon Robinson still on the free agent wire? No. One, one of Somebody my, grabbed one him of on you? 
one of the weaker teams grabbed him at least, so it's not going to be a playoff team. But um, are, we, are we talking PPR? Non PPR. Standard scoring. That you know doesn't what? help with Percy. To me, I'd still play Percy. He did I, have a touchdown. I'd, I'd still play Percy. I'd probably play Andre Johnson too. I, I'd roll the dice with him. I mean, Crabtree's got a really good matchup. Julio did nothing last week and has a bad matchup on paper. Austin, I don't know that he's going to be back this week. He missed practice on Wednesday, so decision's sort of to be determined. But if I had to pick two of these, I'm going on with Johnson and Percy. Well, one thing that you can sort of bank on is Percy Harvin caught a deep ball for a touchdown last week from Ponder. It was a 4th and 13 play. was an anomaly. I guess that remains to be seen, but... Uh, given your situation, I agree with Fabs. I think Andre it's Johnson. Tough. The and one Percy. thing that scares me about Percy this week is the fact that Champ is is just shutting down wide receivers. But those are the two guys I'd go with. That's a tough one. It is, is a tough one. That is, is a, a tough very one. tough one. CJ Spiller in a non PPR. CJ yeah. Spiller. Yeah. I, I would not bank my fantasy team's hopes on CJ Spiller under any circumstance. Craig in Louisiana has a question on quarterbacks and tight ends. Craig, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, question on Thursday night. I got Vince Young or Eli Manning, and then also Selleck or uh, Davis at tight end. Which Davis? Fred Davis. Uh, huh? I'm assuming, I'm assuming Fred Davis. Vernon, Vernon or Fred? Uh, Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis. Okay. Well, Eli Manning's a no-brainer. Uh, going up against the Packers, they've given up a pile of fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, and Eli's sixth in fantasy points, and he's been phenomenal for most of the season. And at tight end, I'm going Selleck, and this is why. The Rams' defense is not known as this great, prolific unit, but they have put the, the shackles on tight ends. Jimmy Graham had of his, one of his worst games against the Rams. Jermichael uh, Finley had one of his worst games against the Rams. Selleck has been getting a lot of targets from Vince Young, and the Seahawks are not great at bottling up the tight end. I'm going Eli, and I'm going Selleck. Well, I think in Selleck's case, he's already matched his production from last year in catches, and he's been great over the last month. With Vernon Davis, my issue is a little different than yours. It's not so much the Rams' defense as it is the 49ers' offense. Number one, you know they're going to run the football. You saw what DeMarco Murray did against that Rams' defensive front. Marshawn Lynch did him. Beanie Wells went for, what, 228 against that Rams' front. Why would they throw to Vernon Davis? You're going to run, run, run. Not to mention, pass protection was a huge issue on Thursday Night Football against the Ravens. They could not protect Alex Smith to save their life. I don't think any of that plays into Vernon Davis's favor. I would also start yeah. Brent Selleck. Uh, speaking of Brent Selleck, have you been surprised? I mean, because he was a fantasy wasteland guy he, he went the from, first month he of the season. He went from an elite tight end to a waiver wire basically bust last season. And No, he's a talented guy, but Michael Vick didn't look his way last year hardly at all. This year, Vic started to look in his direction, and then he got hurt. Now Vince Young, he likes to throw the football clearly to the tight end, more of a checkdown guy than Michael Vick is. So I'm not surprised that Selleck's been this good. And remember, Jeremy Macklin's out of the picture too. So they're down their best receiver. Yeah, it's amazing to say start Brent Selleck over Vernon Davis, but I don't see any other way. You know, Brent Selleck, 76 catches in 2009. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best tight ends in the league. But that has nothing to do with the fact that we've got to do the fantasy cantina coming up after the break. The cantina's coming. A little Star Wars action. Gotta love it. A little more diehard discussion. Call in and uh, pull up a glass of blue milk with us. <laughs> NFL Fancy Live Series 210 XN 87. We will see you in a few minutes. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.